Welcome to the Das Radicals Podcast. This is not enough. We are African millennials getting together to discuss our lives and experiences as expats living in the UK. What's your name? I am Noma Jean. I used to go by Billie Jean, and I'm still not your average. Just your name. I am Ranting Ria. Mm. I'm sometimes random, and I still have a lot to complain about. I still have a lot to complain about. Welcome to the Diasporadicals podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Diasporadicals podcast. Welcome back. Today, we've got a special guest called Dai Dai. Hello. I love that name. We like need like a special effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds good, right? Die die. A A A die die. A A A. This name is gonna stick. Are you ready? <laughs> what have I started? <laughs> and Die Die joins us today to speak about a very uh Potentially sensitive topic, but we're going to try and keep it light and airy and maybe in the future go into a little bit of depth. But we're going to be talking money and the culture around money from especially like money, 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 money uh, from a immigranty, african background. We are we have an interesting relationship with money, mm-hmm. hopefully in the future as people get better with these types of things we have a very fruitful relationship with money (laughs) and speaking of which i guess in a general sense what is your relationship to money ria maybe you can start by telling us how do you and money get on i chase it and it runs away (laughs) i can relate to that Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) that's our relationship hey 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 hey. oh gosh Dai Dai, how about you discipline discipline i would say discipline Eish. yeah respect wow. respect 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 maybe maybe we can learn something from you um myself i have gotten way better over the years i've learned um i've made some mistakes but i've learned from them mm-hmm. and i think i think i'm all right i think i'm doing okay mm-hmm. in some ways i had somewhat been prepared so you had the foresight yeah i'd say i guess (laughs) i didn't know the pandemic was gonna happen but i was just like hey it's pretty fairly standard that you prepare just in case stuff happened and stuff did happen so i'm glad that i did yeah yeah Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, I think, like, how we think about money is influenced by different things. It could be society, maybe your education, maybe your family. Mm -hmm. So speaking of family, do you feel like how you're brought up and that environment influenced your relationship with money? Dai Dai? 100%. Yes, I would say that. I would say maybe 60% education, 40% family. But let's say 10 years ago, it would be 80% family. 20% 20% education mm-hmm. wow. so the gap is education and then the yeah. other like you say experience yeah. but you know we learn from watching more than we learn from hearing and all these other things so that is true family definitely mm. wow yeah Andrea how about you well I feel like my family had a huge influence I'd have to ask when you're saying influence does it influence on my spending habits or saving habits because I think those are two different things honestly on both of those because I think you end up having the relationship you have with money right Mm -hmm. it could be 
either of those habits. It could be other things like educating yourself. There's some people who are very keen on learning how to manage money better. Yes. There's some people who are very, they don't, just, they don't care that much. They're very blasé. There's some people who are just happy to survive. There's some people who are perpetually broke and they're constantly mm-hmm. worried about it, mm-hmm. but they don't know what to do about it. They're not even educating themselves. They're kind of living in a place of fear. Yeah. This is just my observation. That's true. So how do you feel about those things in terms of your own relationship and how your family is? So in terms of that, um, I feel like uh, over the years, obviously, my education around money has grown. Mm. And I think, obviously, that started to grow when I stopped relying on my family and Mm. had to now become an adult and work out my own budgets because there was no bank of mom and dad anymore. So to a certain extent, my family did influence me. But then for the last however many years, it's been me trying to take the reins of my own boat. Yeah. Yeah. What was the hardest thing you learned when you made that transition? Well, how to save. Yeah. Basically forward thinking, you know, yeah. and trying to plan ahead. Yeah. I remember when I first started getting my salary, you'll see this bunch of money in your account at the beginning of the month. You get very excited. Mm. and do all sorts of stupid things and then it gets to the end of the month (laughs) then you're regretting it and thinking struggle what was wrong with me and these were based on stupid decisions so like over time I've learned not to make those stupid decisions Uh so Uh yeah (laughs) I hear you what about yourself what struggles or what lessons have you learned yeah I think one thing I've learned is to not be fearful around money I think my relationship with money was based around fear. Mm-hmm. Maybe still is to some extent. Fear of not having, fear of not making enough, fear of something, right? Mm-hmm. And also fear of trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I didn't really educate myself because I was just trying to hide. Hide the problem mm-hmm. underneath something mm-hmm. and not look at it and pretend it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I pay my bills. I don't have debt fine, sure, great. But there's still problems. And I was just hiding and running away from them. Mm -hmm. And so I think the most challenging one was to just accept that money is a reality. I have a relationship with it and I need to do something about that relationship. I need to nurture it in a positive way rather than be scared of it. If it was my boyfriend, I was basically scared of my boyfriend. Oh, that's not not, not a healthy relationship. Yeah, that's sad. That is not a healthy relationship. Yeah, my boyfriend would pop up, I'd be like, whoop. Bye. <laughs> my thing was just like oh so long as I don't have debt I'm good but that is not actually it so I was basically focusing on the negative balance rather than the positive so balance. you're just trying to stay out of the red as they call it this is the thing I guess because I have never really had a lot of money I didn't grow up with a lot of money so for me the fear was don't get in the red mm-hmm. fair enough what about yourself Dai Dai yeah I was thinking whilst you were talking biggest lesson of money I think you said um I'm not too sure, but personally, I would say family expectations yeah. and over committing, let's say, and the balance of mm. charity and self-care. Ooh. So uh, I, I don't know about that in terms of how other families are structured, but these, I don't know. I felt like there was this thing of communal money, as in it wasn't demanded, but it was this whole thing of mm. this has happened and an expectation. You, you're not forced, but the... Um, silent expectation is 
oh, you have no children, so come on. <laughs> you have oh no commitment type thing. Like, I, I'm not too sure what the right word is, but... Um, right. You're not spending on money on obligation. anything important, yeah. so you're expected to look after yeah. everybody else. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and yeah. you feel it the same way. You're like, well, really, I, I don't really have, you know. Yeah. I would call them in quotation marks, real commitments, but you, you do in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the biggest thing that I had to... I'm going to use the word release myself from. I wouldn't say it was oppressive, but Mm -hmm. I would say that, um, and I think nature as well, you know, when you have, like, why not type thing. But Mm -hmm. I think, I wouldn't say it cripples the person you're giving, but it sort of limits their resourcefulness and limits alternatives that they can look at. And as much as you want to extend yourself, you have no idea what's around the corner. So that's something that I had to learn sort of balancing family expectations with my own balance of emotional health and desires and plans I have. This is interesting because I think it might stem from just this African thing of everything being communal, everything being community-based, right? So you, Mm -hmm. you weren't rich for yourself. You're rich for everybody. Yeah, (laughs) And there's this thing where when you're earning dollars or pounds, you are rich. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. People are converting money in their head. Yeah. Instead of understanding that the context under which you're living, whether it's if it's in the UK, higher cost of living. So that yeah, pound is exactly, not stretching exactly. as much as you think it does. Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever feel any pressure around that kind of thing where um you're earning money now, so therefore you have it. You have resources that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I didn't feel that because I don't really have a relationship with a lot of the kinds of people who would do that. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> That was a strategy. Oh, the strategy was don't accept their Facebook requests. <laughs> they have no access to me. So it's just my immediate family. I blame WhatsApp. Really I blame WhatsApp. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. The days Easy before access. WhatsApp, you know, these yeah. things didn't happen. Uh-huh. But no, I feel like it was a case of, because most of my family have gone to university and they're reasonably well educated in terms of my mother's generation, so my parents' generation. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a case of they were poor, but the way I viewed it was they had poor budgeting skills and then they over planned. So they'll have big ideas plus poor budgeting and ridiculous parties. I'm like, why are we throwing this party? Parties? Absolutely. And I'm like, I know all about that. Parties Mm -hmm. cost money. Why are we throwing this party? So it was all this weirdness. So this balance of, um, they'll even, even for the parties, they'll have meetings (laughs) to get together for people to donate money. That's it. For the parties. It's not my idea. Why am I donating? <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, it was that where, you know, I wouldn't consider any of them poor. I'm trying to, you know, go through the list. Mm. Maybe a few yeah. who, like, um, due to uh, life challenges and um, health issues had to stop working and things like that. But even then, they had decent jobs because education was hammered to them. And they, they did well in regards to that and offered opportunities for them to have decent mm-hmm. jobs. But when I look at it, definitely poor budgeting skills, overplanning, overreaching, and pointless events. And, you know, like in a month, you'll be driving here, there, there. Even in the UK, UK it didn't make a difference. It's like, oh, why? Like every weekend, there had to be something going on. And, um, Wow. Absolutely. So very social spending. Yeah, social spending. Absolutely. Mm. And you know, in that environment, I'm sure you've been on a meal and then yeah. the expensive wine comes out. And this is like, you know, Uh-oh. uncles, right? 
expensive Uh-oh. wine comes out, the real whiskey, the real stuff, you know, not the cheap stuff. Yeah. And then one gets excited. I'll cover the bill. Boom. He puts it on his card. Oh, my god! But then the drinking continues. You, you're going to have an after party and then you go to someone else's. And then, yeah. Oh, so it was. And the spirals are absolutely. Mm. I won't lie. Those are fun times. But <laughs> the next day. I remember one of my uncles saying he spent 600 pounds in one night. I'm like, what? <gasps> wow. Literally. I was like, oh. But you know what? I aspire to spend 600 pounds in one night and not blink. <laughs> But the thing about it, you're excited, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're like, no, I'll cover it. And then there'll be this battling of who's covering it uh, and mm-hmm. a bit of showing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that, right. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, especially like, I mean, I've seen all kinds of people spend that kind of money or, you know, go crazy like that. I think it's quite universal. But would you say it's a bit of like self-soothing for a lot of people, especially as immigrants, you know? Well, as in, it's the whole, listen, I'm getting together, I'm with my people, let's go crazy, you know, because it's like the rest of the week, you're still other. I think there is that. I think the social life amongst Africans, immigrants is very important. Like we're very social, Mm -hmm. very community based Mm -hmm. stuff. And whether that's your friends or family or whatever, I think the problem is it does, it doesn't, it's not very compatible with trying to manage your money wisely if you don't have a lot of it. It's not practical. So it's a great thing, but I feel like until we reach a place where as a community, obviously this is a lot of people I'm talking about in general. If you guys have way more than enough, sure. But we're not, I don't feel like people who are there yet are paying attention. They just want to socialize forever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't mind the social thing, but mm. expensive social is what I don't like. So let's say yeah. I, I remember yeah. once, this is back in Zim socializing with they were experts swedish experts and they made their own pizzas base Ooh. feelings everything and they built oven thing oven. that thing yeah. yes mm-hmm. so made their own pizzas and they made like lots and then we started playing games and of course there was you know liquor and whatever but you know you're gonna keep moving more than you're gonna keep drinking and eating and you know i think we went to like three or four of their events and they were very similar they were very activity based mm. And yes, there was food and there was drink, but, you know, no one was pulling out credit cards. So it was in an isolated place, you know, driven quite a while to get there to begin with. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to mm-hmm. order anything else, and this is back when you couldn't do Deliveroo mm-hmm. either. So that was not expensive, basically. So I don't know if it's just our culture, which ends up having expensive events due to how we see socializing or relaxing or maybe fun as. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, a party of music has to have food, you know, alcohol. Food. But food, food is usually not the biggest you know? <laughs> expense, is it? Food before alcohol. I think entertainment and alcohol. Yeah. Entertainment venue, and alcohol. venue, mm-hmm. hiring Ooh. a hall, entertainment, hiring a hall, and alcohol. And you're gonna get someone to cook. And mm. I remember once one lady drove. The party was in London. She drove from Sheffield, and she was the cook. For what? <laughs> because she's an events cook. But there was so much drama because when she came, like, you know, her stuff, I don't even know what happened. She came alone. Her stuff was not there. So she didn't bring enough food. And, you know, we know all about this, right? The African service can be, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, we know about that. So, so you know, there wasn't <laughs> enough food. So oh, what happens when there's not enough food? Last minute, right? So you start just going wherever uh... and then costs escalate. So that's what happened, you know. Wow. So like so you said, more, more planning. planning. 
yeah. yeah there we go planning mm-hmm. yeah more mm-hmm. poor planning um yeah i can relate to this closely i have watched family members get into all sorts of interesting schemes and not think about it in the long term just get excited about something mm. and then throw money at it and then mm-hmm. i feel like there's an aspect there it's not just a lack of education but it's just taking for granted that to be successful in some kind of thing where you throw your money at it's more than just the idea there's execution that needs to happen mm. planning mm-hmm. consistency etc cetera, etc cetera. and a lot of people are, in my opinion from what i've seen are not very good at that another thing i've seen in some cases when people have made the attempt to try and budget properly and plan properly i don't know about you guys but i've heard such kind of people being called stingy oh yep. yeah exactly like oh why are you watching every penny why are you watching this like chill man just like hey mm. you know just spend Say, you know? to some extent if you're like in a situation where it's not great and you like your finances are not great or whatever i don't even think you should be putting yourself outside right you should be mm-hmm. going out anywhere and then watching your penny stay home mm-hmm. <laughs> like i think right now during the pandemic people have a lot more money to spend because they're at home and they're not spending it out there so they're probably buying more frivolous stuff because they're bored but they really are yeah boredom also does that to you mm-hmm. um and everything's going to be delivered to your door in a day or so um i get that but at the same time it's like it's a good idea to see how far your money can stretch if you're not actually spending it actively mm-hmm. just buying the basic stuff you need and surviving survival money but yeah there's that there's that yeah. need to watch your your pennies and yeah people will call you stingy that's for sure or whatever other mean words yeah or some people you know are in the yellow mentality of you know what you only live once we don't know what's happening next yellow <laughs> exactly so they're like listen i'm going to spend my money today it's fine yeah do you guys think that people talk at least within our community talk about money enough and if they do in what ways i think i'll say no i, I think the important topics of money no the unimportant topics on money yes so Ooh. so important ones important ones like you mentioned planning yeah. you know budgeting yeah and literally looking at cash inflows and cash outflows mm-hmm. as in money in money out mm-hmm. and then the future like mm-hmm. you need savings you need to buy a house you need a deposit mm-hmm. and what is out there you know there are all these products that mean you don't pay tax your mm-hmm. pension insurance and if you've got children the day of a child you know yeah i'd advise yeah. opening a savings account for them in an isa and then yeah you know in so many years yeah i don't know you can put uh-huh. restrictions and say it's only for education whatever but then it, it helps them out and maybe it can help with the deposit mm-hmm. life insurance you know when you talk to your Ooh. european cousins who say oh, that oh nana one. passed away i got 10,000 pounds it helped with my deposit that was life insurance and it also pays for funeral cover so when you know worse happens i don't know but i've i've been in scenarios mm-hmm. where in not so long ago there, there were funerals and people were asking for money that shouldn't be the case funeral mm-hmm. cover pays for that mm-hmm. and then debts exactly. so you know if you die your debts are passed on to your mm-hmm. dependents your children your wife mm-hmm. husband so others pass inheritance but if you've got debts you're passing your debts imagine That's imagine leaving nice. your family with debt yeah. Oof, yeah painful so life insurance can also pay for debts and then there's something else called inheritance tax which yeah. we hear a lot about oh, yeah. and uh so yeah so some people with a lot will then say you know what i'm going to 
purchase financial product that pays for that tax mm -hmm. so that my children don't have to pay inheritance tax. So mm -hmm. there's so many options out there. And I understand all of them mean you put money into them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't know when you get your money back because obviously your dad is yeah, sick. Exactly. When other products, you know, critical illness, you know, if you, I, I broke my knee like about six years ago. I was still getting an income, but I wasn't working for six months. Mm. But it could have been a scenario where I'm self-employed. I wasn't self-employed, but if I was, I would have needed critical illness and income protection. Mm. And these basically give you an income whilst you're exactly. unemployed. So it's all these little mm -hmm. things that are there and they've always been there. They've been there for a very long time. You know, similar to how you've got car insurance and home insurance, there are also other products that cover you mm -hmm. on a rainy day. Yeah. I feel like those are important conversations. Yes. And when I talk to my cousins who are at uni, because I remember one girl at uni, uh, her father was an investment banker. And, you know, we all got excited when we're told that you can get a student, what was it called? There was something you can get and you don't pay interest. Is it an overdraft? There was something you could get anyway, mm -hmm. where you don't pay interest, but it was a debt to you and you had to pay after you graduate. But as a student during that period, some kind of borrowing from the bank where you don't pay interest. So we were using this to supplement, obviously, because student life is hard. <laughs> so, you know, using it to supplement, but her, you know, she withdrew all of it. I think the maximum was 4,000. And her father was like, invest it. And then in four years, the investment return you get, you keep, and then you give them back their initial amount. Yeah. And I was like, you know, when she was telling me this, I'm like, it's good for you. You can do that. I can't because I actually need this yeah. to eat, mm -hmm. you know, for you, you know, you're all right. So mm -hmm. there are all these little things that um, those who have can, but obviously mm -hmm. scenarios are different, but it's all these uh, alternatives that exist, which means that um, the rainy days don't just, you know, rain cat and dog and it's just the day's over. Exactly. That put an umbrella basically. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like those are conversations we should have, mm -hmm. but then the ones we normally have around, oh, let's contribute to this. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> saving for weddings, saving yeah. for. Eh? They'll tell you to budget, but you don't, you're not taught how to budget, you know? And there were glimpses when I saw it with my grandmother. Like, so I lived with my grandmother for like six, seven years mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger. And she was, my grandfather had retired, but she was still working. So they were living on her income and then the pension mm -hmm. from my grandfather and, you know, feeding us. So basically, like, end of the month when she got paid, she would sit on the sofa and we were just playing around as kids and we'll see her like copying down, you know, Tesco equivalents. I can't remember. I think it was okay. I think one of those stores anyway. So she'd be listing things. I don't know, sugar, uh, bread, whatever was on that list, right? She'd list things, you know, yeah. and then you had to tell her your demands. Oh, this is happening for school. If you knew, but she probably knew more. And that's it. That's the budget. And I kid you not, if biscuits ran out, that was it. That no was one it. was going yeah. to buy more. And she was so strict like that. And uh, even though she wasn't telling us, this is what you do. But, you know, when I mentioned, you also learn by, by watching. Mm. And it was by accident, you know, we could have been in a different room. But if you mm -hmm. see it every month, you know, when you're... And then she'll drag you with you to the, to the supermarket. <laughs> because, you know, you can't stay at home alone. Oh. <laughs> You'd bend down the house. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that's it was... really interesting. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. So it was watching her, but she never sat me down and said, you do this, you do that. Right. That. Neither did wow. my mom. Yeah. No one did. Right. So you had to you, figure yeah, it well, out. You had to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then education as well. Exactly. Yeah. I wish we had a lot more of that um, within our community, at least having it normalized. I think yeah. things are starting to change, but people are still very secretive because I think there's some shame around money, but... I, th I think they do. They are changing. It's okay. That's, that's something we'll yeah, get past yeah, one day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now looking back at it, like I feel like 
um, my dad tried to, I think that was a really good attempt at trying to give us some sort of financial education because, you know, there was a point in time where we had like um, a monthly allowance. Mm-hmm. So he'd be like, I'm not buying your toys. I'm not buying anything. You know, if you want buy your toys, yeah. start budgeting, start saving. So we knew like, oh, I needed to save my allowance for three months to get this. I need to save for this to get that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And then it was obviously hilarious when my, you know, younger siblings would go and spend all their allowance on sweets and chocolates. That was me. And then when, <laughs> when they're finished, then they turn around and look at you. And I'm like, don't look at me. Mm-hmm. You spent your money. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You spent yeah. your money. So yeah. I think that was the closest thing we probably got to some sort of financial education. And I think that helps. It's yeah, something. It helps to make decisions, isn't it? Yeah. I had yeah. a cousin who tried to teach me to save. And he was just like, oh, if you save a tenner, I'll give you a tenner. Like small amounts. Ooh. Incentive. Yeah, Incentive. yeah, yeah. And I did. I did. Unfortunately, he, he didn't stay with us long enough for that to be a, a thing, like a continuous thing. But that was that was nice. I, I wish my parents had caught on, but they didn't. <laughs> Anyway, I think at this point, I think we've shared quite a few stories and a few things for our audience to think about. I really, really appreciate having you on here. There's a few things I think people can go off on Google, a few projects mm-hmm. that you have mentioned that I think we don't talk about. We don't talk about. I know a lot of people. I can repeat to- them. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to listen and then we will bring Dai Dai back. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about some very specific things. So this was like an intro, Mm -hmm. but yeah, thank you so much. Um, You know where to find us on the internet. Uh, Share with your friends, and we will see you on the next episode.